You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports 24-7. 105.7 The Fan. Orioles win last night 6-3. to Game four of this four-game series this evening. Baltimore baseball tonight at 6. Bob Haney, Jim Hunter getting you ready for some Orioles baseball. Let's talk O's now as we head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. John Mioli covers the Orioles for the Baltimore Banner, and he joins us now. And, John, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. And we talked to you last week. You wrote that great piece, basically, putting the prospects into tears. I, I, I want to ask you, with the way Heston Kerstad has played since being promoted to AAA, I, I, and you had Holiday and Grayson as basically being untouchable. I, I feel like Kerstad should be in that tier also. Am I crazy? Absolutely not. Um, he is probably, you know, now that, you know, if I wrote that this time, this week, you know, Colton Kowser wouldn't be on it. And, and, and Kerstad would probably be the next guy to move up into that tier. I think that the differentiator there is kind of really how, you know, how the Orioles view the offense profile long-term. Obviously they love how hard he hits the ball at good angles and the damage he could do on all kinds of pitches. Um, but, but, you know, Michael Elias was talking a little bit today on a pre-draft call about how there wasn't even a through line between someone like Adley Rutschman and Colton Kowser and, and Kerstad as far as the top picks go. Kowser and Adley Rutschman have great play discipline. They control the strike zone. Um, they make really good swing decisions. Kerstad just doesn't really have that profile, but he is able to make it work because he's able to get to his power in so many different ways. Um, so, so I think that he would be untouchable if they don't mind that. I also think that if they really want to make a big swing and they think that could be a long-term hindrance to his performance in the big leagues, there are a lot of teams that are watching him, you know, sending scouts to Bowie and Norfolk and seeing him, you know, smack opposite field home runs and just slug consistently for three months now. And, and that would make it really attractive if you're going to go out and make a big move. So I think if they want to make a big move, that's the piece to do it. And that's why I didn't really put him in that category, but anyone can, and they probably wouldn't be wrong. Colton Kowser making his debut uh, last night, John. And last night had to be what Mike Elias was hoping for when he took over as GM. Kowser was one of five guys that they drafted, developed, brought him up through the system, and all of them made an impact. Kowser drove in a run. Westberg had the bases clearing a, a triple. Gunner had a hit. Adley a couple of hits. Mullins had a couple of hits as well. I mean... How cool is it to see five drafted guys come up, and that's with an Austin Hayes and a Ryan Mountcastle still on their way back? Yeah, it, it was really, it was really kind of you know I was watching it, it, it from home and and just kind of thinking about how this was you know you mentioned Hayes and Mountcastle not being there, but like this is when you envision like what the Orioles lineup could look like when it's at its best, having those guys in there 
is a part of that. And it's a testament to, you know, the Orioles drafting them and developing them, them the way they did. And I think it's also a testament to them for, for getting them up here and realizing that, that they can help this team right now. Now, you know, now the Cowser's up, it's all, you know, we just move on to the next thing. Mm. It's when does, you know, when does Kerstad join? When does Grayson Rodriguez come back up? But, but you really, you know, take a step back and look at, look at the pieces that are on this roster or in Mount Castle's case, coming back, you know, probably sooner rather than later. And, and even though the offense hasn't been performing in a way that anyone, you know, would want recently, there are the pieces there to put together a really, really strong um, homegrown lineup. And I think that is, that's the idea. That's the fact that this team has already been performing the way that it is. And, and those guys can add upside in a way that some of the guys are replacing simply couldn't like that. That's a really significant thing as this team gets ready for the second half. We're talking to John Mioli. It's inside access here on the fan. John, you mentioned Mount Castle, and he's due to come off the IL over the All-Star break, which basically this is, to me, as far as roster management, this is going to create the hardest decision Michael Elias has had because I know Massing Classics has reminded us repeatedly in the last week of games with Hanser Alberto and Pat Faleka and guys like that, but there's really no easy call when Mount Castle comes back, what do you think is going to be the corresponding move when Mount Castle returns? Oh, man. Um, I guess you just kind of look automatically at who has options and who doesn't. It's it's a short list. I don't think you bring up somebody like Westberger or Kowser just to send them back down nah. in two weeks, especially if they're performing. Um, Ryan O'Hearn is one of those guys, John. We, we put out a poll basically with the names DFA or Trade Mateo, Frazier Hicks and Ryan O'Hearn does have an option so he does that's an interesting thing I think that he's probably doing a lot for himself this week in New York to make that to make that not I'm also I want to I'm I'm thinking in my head if Ramon Arias does have an option that would be surprising but if you're going to take a take a right-handed bat away um he does not oh so he's out okay so that's that's interesting I honestly I you know I think that it'll probably end up being Gosh, if O'Hearn has an option, that would be really tough luck considering how he's he's playing. But I think that you might end up seeing, you know, a tough DFA. This has not been, you know, the Orioles that we've seen of old where they're where they're kind of managing the roster for anything other than trying to win <laughs> win now. Um so if somebody, you know, who who has been a contributor to this team over the last couple of years is not performing and doesn't have a spot, you know, you might see one of those you know, actual, this this could be one of those actual hard decisions. Yeah. You could see a DFA of somebody who has played a meaningful role on this team just because they're not performing in the moment and they need to get, you know, they need to get the best roster they have on the field. It's a fascinating question, though. I hadn't even considered it. Uh, John, Yanir Cano made the All-Star game. He's participating in the festivities next week, but looking a lot more human lately. Anthony Volpe took him yard in the short porch yesterday, but over the past month or so, he's been getting hit around more OPS, I believe, uh, in the 900s in his last 10 appearances or so. Is there any concern with him? I, I would think so. I mean, I think that he probably... You know, he created such a high bar for himself that I think the Orioles kind of immediately got to the point where we're going to, it's not about situations with him. It's like this guy's going to go out there at any mm-hmm. situation, runners on, no runners on, leverage, um, you know, multi innings and like do the job for us. I think that I th- I'm, I'm wondering if you dig into those and I haven't done it myself, if there are pockets emerging or types of hitters who seem to be seeing him a little bit better now, types of, you know, sequences or whatever that 
that he's being taken advantage of on. And if, as things, as things progress, um, he's maybe used in a more situational role, still high leverage still, but, but in order to get the most out of them, I don't, I think that would come with somebody else emerging as, you know, that kind of lockdown eighth inning guy, that leverage guy in all circumstances. And I don't think that guy's in the bullpen as we speak right now, but, but, but it's definitely something to monitor, monitor and whether the Orioles are just going to start considering maybe putting him in better spots because what they got from him in the first, you know, two months of the season was so incredible in any situation with any qualifiers against left, right, anything that, that it created a pretty sizable set of expectations for him. And I wonder if that might not be who he is going forward. John, you mentioned Grayson Rodriguez earlier. His last start, he was dominant, 12 strikeouts. Uh, when do you see him back in Baltimore? Um, I would imagine soon. Um, I, I've, I've kind of thought, I wonder I wonder if maybe they do something, you know, heading into the All-Star break, if somebody who they're trying to manage innings for, you know, they could maybe skip a start for somebody over the weekend, get him up, um, and, and then you could have – I'm sorry, did he pitch Tuesday or Wednesday? He pitched yesterday? Tuesday. 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 Okay, so so he could be online to pitch, you know, Sunday if they want yeah. to get somebody somebody a little break, and then you kind of manage the rotation from there, given just how difficult the schedule is going to be in the second half. But you know, as I as I told you guys last week, I don't think this is a situation where it's going to be a super high bar. It's not like they're going to keep moving the goalposts and and having him, you know, hit these outsized hit these outsized targets to get called up. I mean, he's on the roster. Um, he's doing exactly what they wanted him to do in Norfolk. And, and this is a rotation that has a lot of guys who are going to need to have their innings managed in the second half. I wonder, given what we've seen from him over the last month in Norfolk, whether they start that sooner than later. Kyle Bradish back on the mound tonight, and he's been great over his last handful of starts. John, is he starting to really turn the corner and maybe be one of those upper echelon guys for the O's? I would say so. I mean, I think that, and I put Dean Kramer in the same bucket. Like, when they are on and when they're good, like Dean Kramer was last night and like Kyle Bradish has been the last few times, like, that is a playoff caliber, you know, you know, middle to top half of the rotation type starter that you can, that you can rely on. You know, consistency is something that comes at different stages in guys' careers. Um, Kyle Bradish has shown it in, in long spurts. And then he's also had, you know, stints where he just didn't seem, seem like he had it. I'm, I'm very interested to see how it goes in New York tonight. Um, his division results have been improving of late. You know, I think he got his first win recently in the division, but, but I think that as, as this goes forward, you know, same for Dean Kramer again. If they can build on this consistency and just keep being that guy and not have those outings where, where you kind of you know early on that it's going to be a grind, I think that's going to make a big difference for this team because when they get those those starts, pretty broadly they win, and 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 he's been the beneficiary of that you know, pretty often recently. John, let's finish with, with Kramer. And uh, last night, frankly, he was pretty dominant. 10 Ks, just one walk, went seven. I was also surprised because Brandon Hyde's kind of predictable with his starters. They get around the sixth and the seventh. First base runner, he pulls him. Kramer had that two-out walk in the seventh, and he let Kramer stay in to finish the inning. Showed a lot of trust in him. Coming off his worst start of the year. Yeah, and I think, and uh, you know, I'm sure there's a variety of factors that go into that. Um, but, but I think that Dean Kramer is somebody specifically who it seems like it's, it's a confidence game for him. I don't think he lacks in it, but I think he benefits from having it and having that displayed. And, you know, he's not, he's somebody that can be pretty, you know, 
and, and look, he, can, he, he appears as invested as he is on the mound. And for him to have an outing like that, pitch as well as he did, and make, you know, issue one walk and then have to, you know, immediately almost be punished for that and come out of the game when it seemed like he was in a pretty good position to finish that seventh. I, I, I think the benefit of doing that and having that payoff is a lot higher than the downside of, of ending an outing that was as good as that on what would probably be a pretty frustrating note. So, so you know, hopefully he can continue that, you know, as he goes into the second half. But I think that was a vote of confidence and, and, and a pretty high upside bet that, that letting him finish that inning and, and solidify, you know, what a good start that was, was more valuable than, than the potential downside in, in having it end on a sour note. John Mioli covers the O's for the Baltimore Banner. John, great as always. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you, fellas. Talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.